From Hungary to McGregor and a lot of things in between. On this week's episode, we'll sit down to chat with Christina White, McGregor's Women's Ministry Director, and hear an amazing story of God's providence and grace in her life. Welcome to the Here at Home podcast, a podcast about the people here at McGregor, their stories, their ministry, and their love for Jesus. And if you're joining us for the first time, my name is Mark Bricker, and I'm the host for the Here at Home podcast. And thank you for joining us. We'll bring you a fresh new episode every other week, and we would love to have you be a part of our Here at Home podcast community. So go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already, and that way you'll get each episode delivered straight to your podcast player. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please, please, please share it with your friends. So welcome with me, our guest today, Christina White. Welcome to the show, Christina. Thank you, Mark. I'm glad to be here. I am so excited (laughs) to have you here. I really, really am. And are you ready for this? I hope so. I think you are. Well, most people that are listening probably hear uh, somebody that has a little bit of an accent. And so as we get to know you, you might want to start by telling us, where are you from originally? I was born and raised in Hungary. It's in the middle of Europe, a little country. And that's where I lived until I was 26 years old. What was the name of the town? The town name is Sopron. 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 Oh, I don't know where that is, but I do know where Hungary is. Right. It's right on the Austrian border. Literally, I could walk to Austria. It was very close. Very close. So 26 years old when you moved here. Yes. All right. Was that any kind of an adjustment for for you or was it just piece of cake? Oh, no. It was a huge adjustment. Um, My family moved here way earlier than me. I stayed there with my grandparents and then my grandmother passed away and my grandfather remarried and I wanted to be close to my um, siblings and my my family. So I came um, after that. So I was 26 when I um, came here. But the adjustment was was huge. You know, everything is different in this country, you know, not just the language. The language is the huge part, but um, um, the food, you know, um, at the bread, uh, the milk, you know, we, our milk was in plastic bags. What? Yes, not paper cartons. So, yes, <laughs> like I know. plastic Ziploc bags? No Ziploc. You had to no. cut it open. Wow. I know. And then we had like the special holder for it. So everything is different. When I was looking for milk, I was looking for plastic bags, you know, and I couldn't find them. And then you go to the bread aisle and there's like 200 breads. It's like, oh, we had one, like bread. So <laughs> it was one bread. There is the bread. There is the milk in a bag. And, you know, you come here and you're like, what is all this? Lots of options. Lots of options. How was, how was your English when you first got here? So I took maybe like a year in high school. So, you know, how much do you really learn? Like basic, like this is the bread, this is the butter, you know, like a basic kitchen language. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I knew. That's so, it. I had a little learning curve. On that. Yes, yes. I had a definite learning curve. Um, you know, and then you throw in some slangs, you know, that people throw at you while you're learning a language. Like, oh, I'm just pulling your leg. I'm like, don't touch me. Don't you know, <laughs> <laughs> don't touch me. <laughs> pulling my leg. I don't know what that means. <laughs> now, what, are, what are some other differences as far as like the, the slang or the language that um, were hard? Well, you know, the, the sentences are put together differently. Um, just, just even the culture, you know, just the way people think. Like, I grew up in a, a culture where... Um, we're very blunt 
you know, mm. and my family probably were more blunt than they need to be. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to learn not just to say what I think, because my culture just says what they think, you know, um, which is not necessarily good, but that's just how it is. And then I come here where everybody's just very polite. And, you know, when I open my mouth, you know, you never know what comes out. <laughs> I just don't. That's why I've been looking forward to having you on this podcast. <laughs> Which is why it's dangerous without notes to do this. No, no filter. That's <laughs> no right. filter. Yeah. I had to learn to filter. Oh, yeah. Okay, so um, you serve on staff here as an administrative assistant for Pastor David Miller. Yes. Um, but you didn't start with that job when you first moved here at 26 years of age. Tell us a little bit about how you got from when you first moved here to ultimately ended up working here at the church? So because of the language and the very little of that I knew, and because of some connection of my dad, I was able to go and get a job at a furniture shop. So I was working, creating like furniture, like malls, like Birdines. We used to have, you know, mm -hmm. Birdines. So we were making all kinds of furniture for jewelry cases and that kind of stuff. So I worked there for years, actually. Um, I was the only woman in the shop. And I think I only did were able to do that because I came from a country where we just did what needed to be done. So it wasn't like too weird for me, but, right. um, but it was, I got a lot of help, you know, from the guys in the shop. So it was good and, um, learned another version of the language, probably not what I needed, like, you know, <laughs> everywhere else, because, you know, it's like a router and a filer, like who needs that in life? But I did learn all those words. And then, um, you know, I wasn't like 100% legally working, let's just go there. And um, so one day they had the IRS coming in the front door and they walked me out on the back door. And so I was kind of like without a job. And so I remember then in Hungary, I had some friends that would go and be nannies in England. And so I thought, well, surely I can be a nanny. I mean, I was a school teacher in Hungary. I have an education in this child, mm -hmm. you know, so I can be a nanny. So I opened a paper and I found this family who were desperate for, I mean, <laughs> desperate for nanny. And then I think they thought it was cool to have a woman with an accent because, you know, it's kind of like you have a foreign nanny, yeah. like that's a European cool. European yeah, nanny. European nanny, exactly. <laughs> and so they were happy to have me and I went in there with my elementary school education to take care of a seven month old that was not matching. You know, like I was like, what in the world am I doing here? <laughs> so, but God orchestrated that because I learned the American lifestyle. Mm. Like, you know, being in this family, I really learned the rich American lifestyle. You mm. know, not the average, but yeah. <laughs> the people with money. To have a nanny. You did to have a nanny. And so, but it was good. I look back and so many things. I wish I knew then, you know, what God was doing in my life with that, that I just saw years later. So furniture store to uh, nanny to what was next? Um, I had some part-time jobs in restaurants. Um, and um, then I started to work for the same families. The, the father had a business, construction business. So then I worked in an office, um, you know, doing accounting and that kind of stuff, office work. Awesome. So what ultimately got you to McGregor? So when I was in a restaurant, um, God specifically sent Working people from McGregor. Right? I was a waitress. Yes, right. I was waitressing. And literally God sent like people from McGregor, every single person, 
it seemed, came to this restaurant from McGregor to talk to me about Jesus. Like, no, sh- you didn't know the Lord. At this no, point. I did not. I grew up in a Catholic church, um, but and so I knew it wasn't like I didn't know about the Bible and I knew about Jesus, but I did not have a relationship with Him. Right. I just just knew the rules and the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. and the Lord's Prayer. That's about all I knew. Okay. And um, and that there's a God, and I believe that. Um, but um, yes, a chef was a Sunday school teacher here at McGregor back then. Um, a waitress bought me a Bible. Um, the you know a stressful Sunday morning. This old lady came in, and she you know this is where the Hungarian comes in. She's like, "How are you doing, honey?" And you know in America you say, "Fine, thank you." And then. You know, you ask a Hungarian, how are you doing, honey? Oh, I am so stressed today. You know, that was my answer. And she probably like, oh, this poor girl, you know, this waitress. <laughs> and so she's like, would you like to have God's phone number? And I'm like looking at her like, there is a phone number to God and nobody told me about this until today? Like, how is that possible? <laughs> What? <laughs> I know. I'm like, how is this possible that there is a phone number to God and nobody gave it to me? So um, so she gave me this card with a scripture on it. I was, mind you, I was a little disappointed. <laughs> there was no it phone was, number. <laughs> no, but it was Jeremiah 33, 3. And he said, you know, call on me and I will mm. tell you wonderful things. So, you know, it was kind of God said call yeah. on me. But yeah, so that, that, that kind of stuff happened. Um, after I got the Bible, this is how God orchestrated. So, you know, I get this Bible from this girl, and then I go home and I start reading Genesis, right? And then you finish Genesis. I mean, Exodus is still good. And then you get to Leviticus. Mm-hmm. And then you stop when you, you're not a Christian. You're like, I'm done at this point. Like, who wants to know that? Yeah, and most s- Christians even stop it. Right, <laughs> exactly. So I, um, so what does God do? Brings an old couple in for breakfast, and I'm the only person in the restaurant except the chef in the kitchen. And this this gentleman, this elderly gentleman, is having her his birthday, and the wife is, you know, celebrating with breakfast. And she says to me while he goes to the bathroom, "Could you do something special for her?" And for him, and I'm like, well, like what? Like stick a candle in the eggs? Like I don't know what to do here. <laughs> but thankfully, he orders strawberry waffles with whipped cream. Now I can do something with that. You can yeah. stick a candle in that. Yeah, exactly. So I stuck a candle in there and I sang happy birthday to him. And so he opens his gift and it's a travel Bible is what his wife bought him because he traveled a lot. And so he looks at me and he says, do you read a Bible? And so I said, well, I, I kind of did, but you know, I, I got through like these two parts and then like, I just had to stop. I saw it and she's like, where did you start? I'm like, in the beginning. I mean, where do you start a book, right? A book, yeah. You start in the beginning. He's like, honey, no, you have to read John. You have to go to the book of John. So I, I literally went home that night and I found the book of John and I started to read it. And I don't think I stopped since, you know, just mm. reading the Bible. That started your... That started quest. my quest toward McGregor because all these people came from McGregor. Um, it had to do with McGregor. Bill Camp used to sit there, drink coffee. You know, mm. I didn't know him back then. But um, so, yeah. And then a friend um, worked here um, and said, oh, there's an opening. Um, Pastor David Miller, you know, going to hire a new secretary because Tammy went to work with Pastor Paul. And I said, oh, okay, that's interesting. And so then without asking me, they just went to HR and put my name in that, oh, she's going to come in for an interview. But I wasn't looking for a job. 
I was like, what? You did what? You put my name in? Like, I can't work at the church. Seriously? Like, have you heard me talk? Like, I can't be working, at, you know. And, so you um, were attending by this time. I was attending maybe a year here. So okay. it was my church. Right. So now I feel guilty because it's my church. How can I not show up? So, of course, now I show up, fill out an application, put it in, and I'm like, I told my husband, like, I don't understand this, but I don't need a job. Like, that's not happening. So I come in for the interview and did not go well, I don't think, but um, <laughs> because I'm not really, I mean, I've never interviewed for a job in my life. So like, you know, all these preparations people do and yeah. all these books out there about how to interview, like I would never get a job because... Yeah, when when David asked me, like, so... What are your why strengths? Are, yeah, what are you... Why are you here? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't need this job. Like, I don't want a job here. <laughs> I mean, literally, it was not good. I don't even know why I'm here interviewing. I, I did tell him that. I said, I don't know why I'm here. I really don't. I think it's just obedience because, you know, they put my name in. And then he's like, well, okay, well, let's talk about this anyway. <laughs> and then he's like, well, what are your strengths? I'm like, so I'm like, okay, well, I... Or, you know, I'm good at this or good at that. I don't know what I said. But I do know what I said when he asked me, what are your weaknesses? because I'm sitting here thinking who in their right mind tell their weaknesses <laughs> at a job interview <laughs> I'm like not understanding this at all that's a standard question though I know yeah. it now I know yeah but you know at that time I was like oh I don't know I don't like to answer uncomfortable phone calls that was my answer I will never forget it <laughs> I'm, I'm sure David thought, oh my, okay. Well, you must have done pretty good because you got the job. I think it was God's hand. God, no, okay. I did not deserve the job. Okay. I did not deserve the job. I just got the job because God wanted me here for whatever reason. And um, But the funny thing out of all this is when he offered me a job, because we're still talking about this. When he called me two weeks later after he interviewed everybody, that moment on the phone, we do not remember the same way. Um <laughs> I remember it, you know, he called me and I accepted the job and he remembers it calling me, offering me a job. And I said to him, well, it's about time. <laughs> that was my, supposedly those were my words to him. So yes, wow. I know, right? This is what I said. You, you never started. know what yeah. comes out of my mouth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, somewhere between that interview and you coming to McGregor, you came to know Christ, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. I did. Of course. Of course. Of course. No, <laughs> yes. Don't want to assume anything. Yes. No, no. I actually came forward here at McGregor. My husband always tells that he walked me down first for salvation and then for marrying me right here. Uh, so you've been serving here at McGregor now as a David's administrative assistant for how long? 16 years. 16 years. Wow. I know. It's a long time, isn't it? It is a long time. It doesn't seem that way, but it is. <clears throat> now, there are other things that you are involved in here at McGregor. Um, and specifically, as I mentioned in the opening, you are the director of the women's ministry. Right. How did that come about? You know, um, I think it started out with my passion for teaching because that was kind of like my background. And I just wanted to, because I just love to read God's Word and I just... I think when you have a gift of teaching, you have this feeling that you have to share it with other people. Like whatever you learn, you just have to tell about it and then just tell other people to make sure they know too. Mm. And so I wanted to teach a study. And back then, Tamar Miller was the women's um, ministry director. And so she sat down with me and she said, okay, let's talk about this, what you're going to teach and how. And, and so I started with that. That's how I ended up, um, you know, that's how I started. What was the first class you taught? 
In My Father's House by, by uh, Mary Cassian. Oh, okay. Um, it, it spoke to me because of my family history with my dad. I needed that. I, I needed personally that study really for looking at my heavenly father differently than my earthly father. And that's what was, that, was about, that was about. Yeah. So you taught that class and you stayed involved in women's ministry. Yes. What happened next? And then, um, and then Margie Wicks became the women's ministry director and her and I worked closely together. Um, at that point, um, women's ministry was also part of my job for a little time. It became a part of my job. Um, and so we worked very closely together and we just worked so well, you know, for years um, together. And then it's just developed from there, doing more and more. And then um, being becoming, I ended up getting on the leadership team, um, working with her. And um, so it's just kind of developed into this. So how long position. have you now been the ministry director? So I just looked it up because I never kept up with that. I'm not really good with how many years things, but um, it's actually nine years now. Wow. Nine years. That's a long time. It is. I know. I so 16 it. years on staff and nine years as the uh, women's ministry director. I know. That's, that's a long awesome. time. Yeah. Um, so think about it, you know, from the time you got here, didn't know Christ in a right. personal way. We're not a follower of Christ. Uh, Barely spoke English. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Working in the furniture store. And now for the last nine years, you've been on, I've been the ministry director of our women's ministry and as well as serving on staff here for 16 years. That's quite a journey, you know, looking back on those last 16 years, maybe the last nine years, what are some things that, that stand out that, you know, wow, God really taught me some amazing things, or these are some key things I've learned uh, through that journey? Because that, that really is a neat, neat journey that you've gone through. Maybe even before then, you might want to share some things as well. So what I learned from God's sovereign hand is that I really don't deserve where I'm at, you know, and I'm really not qualified to um, work here uh, because I know so many other women that would be so much more qualified, but God has a plan and and his plan is what it is. So um, I think if you're available and you're willing um, and you're listening and you trust him, he will show everybody their plan, you know? And so I just had to go with it and say, okay, I don't, I'm not, this is not, I'm not qualified, but this is what he wants from me. So he's going to get me through it. And he does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you have a passion for women's ministry, obviously. Tell us a little bit about why women's ministry, because you were involved in it for all those years now as the director. Give me a little bit of your heart, uh, your passion for, for specifically for this ministry. Well, I think my passion started out, like I said, with teaching, but then when you teach women and then you get to know them, then you get to know their hearts. Mm -hmm. And the more I got to know women personally and, and, and where they are in life, um, I realized how we all the same, you know, in a, in a way we all struggle with the same things, you know, we all insecure, we all, um, we just struggle in diff with different things at different stages of life. And so I think my passion went from, uh, not as much as from teaching, but not I mean, more like developed into um, passion for women and see what their needs are, you know, and because we are to, you know, share the gospel and to teach them God's word. And that is definitely a huge part of, the, I mean, this is a church and it's a ministry, but just like Jesus, you know, people, there's a saying like, um, 
people don't want to hear what you have to say until you know that you care. Mm -hmm. And caring, you know, is what almost came later. You know, teaching was first, but then caring, when you get to know the women, um, you realize, you know, that there are the young moms with the kids, that it's a totally different struggle than the ones that have kids in school or the ones that their kids are, you know, they're becoming empty nesters or the widows, you know, there's all these stages of life. And, and, um, and it just started to um, really care about the women and what they're struggling with and see what we can do, you know, as a church, because then they will hear what we have to say. So really it's caring about the whole person, not just them getting information right. or being taught, but really a full full ministry of being able to meet their needs and, and right. disciple them in right. that way. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned several different groups real quickly there. Talk a little bit about what women's ministry has to offer for these different stages of life. So that's how I really, I think we developed. Um, there's always someone who has a, who, who's God gifted and who's willing uh, to step up and, and, and it slowly develops, but, uh, this, that's what happened for a ministry for young moms, um, our beloved ministry, you know, there was there were several women that had a heart and passion for the, that age group with young moms, and they worked very hard to develop that ministry. Same uh, all the way to the other end, the widows, you know, um, there was it's in the Bible that you should take care of the widows. So we started to look around, and sure enough, you know, uh, there were women that were willing to do the work, and and they were available, and they're willing to serve, and so they stepped up, and now. God is using them, and and it just does amazing things. Which, um, by the way, that is such a such an amazing group. We just and, had a lunch right. earlier today, and I, I try to make it over there as much as I can. Uh, and it's so much fun to sit and uh, talk with those ladies, and you know, just a room full of of ladies that you know that have something in common. They've all exactly. lost their spouse. And but yet there's a lot of joy in that room and uh, love and excitement and what a blessing that ministry is. How long has that been going now? Um, six years, I think. Six, six years. years. Wow. And you know it's so neat because it's like we just talked today with Donna, the director of the Widows Ministry, is that if somebody needs a ride, another another widow will make sure that they go and get her. Mm. You know, like they 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 minister now to each other. So it's not just us to them, but they 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 now finding out each other's needs and then then they can minister to each other and they can find friends that they can hang out with when they're lonely. Mm. I mean it's just a beautiful um thing that developed, yeah. you know, in that ministry. And I I know coming out of or still in really our pandemic and mm -hmm. how difficult it's been, the isolation part, I know they were extremely excited about coming back. And the first time you met, you're like, there'd probably be a few people that show up, but it was a whole no, bunch. No, there were, was a lot that came were, back. They were ready to, to be were. back. So you've got the the young moms, You've got the widows. What are some other yes. areas that you're... We have a ministry called Prayer Shaw um, Ministry, and they just love... They minister to uh, people that are uh, struggling with illnesses, um, different kind of illnesses. They, they need and crochet. They like that. So they use that gift to um, you know minister to others. And, and that's a group that met through the pandemic, through Zoom, and they were knitting at home oh. and doing their little <laughs> Zoom meeting. So it's really neat. That's how. awesome. We work this out. Yeah. What What are some like general classes for all ages? Ages things you have going on. Um, we always have Bible studies, and now because of the pandemic, we have an online Bible study every Monday night, and we have a class on Wednesday nights. Um, we also have Tuesday morning a precept Bible study going. Um, we have a Snowbird Ladies Bible study on Wednesday morning. So there are several groups to choose from, mm. and we always we always have something. 
A lot of, That's a lot for of, all ages. Where's a place if somebody's listening, they want to find out more about the women's ministry? Is there a, 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 do you guys have a website? Yes, we do. We have a website. It's womensministry.mcgregor.net. Mm. Um, Are you offering, is there any online classes going on right now? Yes. Yes. The same class that we teach on Wednesday night is going on on Monday night Zoom. So you got something. We teach twice. The, the teacher teaches twice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so a lot of a lot of stuff for for women's ministry, and they, you can find that out at womensministry.mcgregor.net. Okay, good. All right, tell me. I mean, we we've we've served together for a long a long time, and uh, we've gone on mission trips. Um, you've how many years have you gone to Guatemala with us, you and John? I think eight. Eight years, yeah. Um, and so a lot of, lot of things. We also have a, a connection with the, the health and nutrition that you and I taught. Uh, did we teach it twice? I don't know. Once. I think it was once. once. We, we've thought about it twice, okay. but then a pandemic hit. The hot topic class. Yes. Yeah. That. So I, I consider you a, a, a wonderful friend. Uh, tell us yeah. something, um, something that maybe people don't know about you. I mean, we gave us the, the past stuff, but what's something that they would be shocked if they knew, uh, you know, because I know you pretty good, but maybe you even have something that I'm not even aware of. Well, recent or old? It can be anything. You, you, you. Well, you do know that I'm like a health nut. Like I like health information. I love doing research mm -hmm. um, on that. So um, that's recent. If you want an old one, I used to manage a nightclub in Hungary before I came here, but I don't know. What kind of music? Um. Probably like, uh, you know, what kind of music we had? I don't even remember. Well, what was it was so, of, so you, long ago. You told me one kind of music you liked. I'm like, really? The oh, I told you that I run for techno. Yeah, the techno, yeah. <laughs> but see, that's something nobody would ever guess. There you go. There's, there's something <laughs> there's, new. <laughs> there's our, our piece of information we were, we were looking for. Christina likes techno music. I'm not even sure I know what that is. You should do. I'm do. sure you do. Uh, maybe I do. Maybe if I heard it, I would go, okay. Then oh, I'd of course you would. Play some for me later. Okay. <laughs> to find it on my Apple Music. <laughs> it's really good to run to. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let me see. How is there any, any way that folks can, uh, any other way they can get involved in women's ministry? I'll leave that as the last question, then we'll wrap up. I think if someone has a passion to, um, you know, to minister to women, I just always encourage them to just reach out to me because you never know what God is starting new, what is developing. You know, you just never know what God puts in someone's heart. So it's really easy to email me. Don't try to spell my name. Just send an email, women at mcgregor.net. We simplify that because my name is not easy to spell. We'll put that in the, the show notes as well as the, the website for the women's ministry yeah. so folks can find you and uh, find the information Definitely. Real quickly. Well, I think that wraps up this episode of Here at Home. Thank you so much, Christina, for joining us and being a part of our Here at Home podcast family now. Well, thank and thank you. you listeners for being a part of our podcast. What a blessing to be able to share what God is doing here at home and just to be encouraged together. And if you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, please take a moment to do that. And while you're subscribing, you might want to check out our other podcast channels. Did you know, Christina, we have other podcasts, not just the Here at Home podcast. You probably knew that. But maybe some of our listeners don't know that. They can go over to hereathomepodcast.com and they can find out all the information about all the different podcasts that we have. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks back here at home.